You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with J and J. All right, everybody, we are back. And I don't have a big intro, but I feel like I should have an intro because my podcasts have been short and sweet. I Kiss. made your last podcast a little longer. I kind of Kiss. took some more. Ra- Did we still trails. get under 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, for Thought sure. Thought so, okay. Kiss, keep it short and sweet, not simple, stupid. I don't want to tell that to you as an audio listener of this podcast. That's going to defeat the purpose. God doesn't call you stupid. Why would I call you stupid? <laughs> Great point. <laughs> but I like being concise. Clear and concise goes a long way in communication. And somebody who will help us in communication is the Holy Spirit. Yep. He communicates to us. And last time, we talked about how we shouldn't turn immediately to the computer. We should turn towards the source and the creator of all wisdom and knowledge, the Holy Spirit. Allow him to have preference because that's what you do in a loving union. You allow the person that you're in a loving union with have a say-so in the decisions you make. And here's the truth. The Holy Spirit is much more intelligent, wise, and knowledgeable, not only of our current situation, but of our past. Here's a greater perspective of our past and our future. He'll show us things to come. He has the right to have influence in what we say. Absolutely. So we have experienced feeling sad, feeling confused, feeling depressed, being in the midst of a generation that has more help intellectually than any generation prior to us. We looked at Abraham Lincoln, didn't have any parents that had any education, didn't have a light bulb that he could turn on at midnight to read his book. He didn't really have books. Mm. He had to get books secondhand from other people. He didn't have a school. He only went to one year of formal education. Look at what he did. How much more could we do in the midst of all that has been given us by technology and having the Holy Spirit on the inside of us? Go to him before you go to the computer. Great recap. Let's look at the verse we looked at last week, John 14, 16. It says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper or comforter that he may abide with you forever. I want to say this about verse 16. And John Bevere has brought this up. That word, another. There's two different versions of that word, another, in the New Testament. Another of the same kind and another of a different kind. So I did this with my youth students. I grabbed an orange and I grabbed a banana. Now, if I was eating an orange and I said, hey, can you give me another fruit? You could give me a banana and it would be accurate because it is another fruit. But it's not another of the same kind. It's another of a different kind. Mm -hmm. So I had an orange from Uruguay. So I thought, really? We're getting oranges from Uruguay? (laughs) Can't we just grow our own in Florida? (laughs) At City Market? That was a shock. Wow. But then I had a banana, say, from Guatemala. I said, these are different. But then I had an orange from Uruguay that was around the same weight, same color. It was another of the same kind. And Jesus said, I'm sending another helper. It was another of the same kind. Mm. And not pretty similar, like an orange from Uruguay and another orange, navel orange from Uruguay, but another of the exact same kind. Mm. And I liked the way John Bevere described this. He said that you could be a basketball player and... Someone could say, I'm going to send you another, and it's another of the exact same kind to live inside of you and help you, 
as Michael Jordan, and you'd be very excited. Oh, yeah. But we're not promised that. We're promised having another of the exact same kind as Jesus to come and live inside of us. If you were a businessman, said, I can give you another. Let's just pick anybody. You're, you're good at this. Uh, oh, a, a businessman? Yeah, a businessman. And you could have the fullness of him Grant living Cardone. inside of you. You could have the fullness of Grant Cardone living inside of you. You could have the fullness of Elon living inside of you. There you go. Either of those. We'd get very excited. Warren Buffett. Are we as excited as the McDonald's? Man, Warren Buffett loves McDonald's. He, he really? eats McDonald's every single day. What a great connection. <laughs> <laughs> We get excited, but do we get that excited by having the fullness of Jesus? Because the Holy Spirit was on Jesus to the fullest measure, but the Holy Spirit also carries the fullness of what Jesus can give to you inside of himself. So I'll read that verse again. Just wanted to say that point. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. But verse 17 says this, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Mm-hmm. you well, he even said that it's better that he leaves so the Holy Spirit can come. Yeah. And I'm just reading through your notes, and I think you should say this. Maybe, I don't think you did already, because it's kind of a zinger, and I liked it. Because Jesus was a physical body on the earth, so he could only be with certain people at a certain time. Exactly. So Jesus walked with a group of people. The Holy Spirit lives in a group of Come people. On. And that's the difference. Jesus said it was better. I did that for a shock and awe statement with you students. I said, hey, it's better to have the Holy Spirit than it is to have Jesus. And what? I was nervous. I thought I might get Dude. some theologically. You, know, you might get a Uruguay some theologically, thrown at you. Yeah, I didn't provide them with any oh, Uruguay. <laughs> Uruguay. <laughs> Clarity there. Uruguay oranges to toss at me. But I thought maybe the next day I would have a theologically inclined parent reach out mm. to me and say, hey, the right. Holy Spirit is not actually better than Jesus. And he's not. But it's more helpful in right. this dispensation yes. to have the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's not limited by a body right. in Jesus to minister to us. And the Holy Spirit only does what he's authorized to do. By Jesus, what did Jesus do? He went up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of the Father in the position of authority. He can't give the Holy Spirit permission unless he's in the place of authority. He had to go take his seat in heaven and commission the Holy Spirit, who is spirit, who can be in multiple places at once to do the work. Wow. You really brought that thing full circle. There you go. Praise Uh, the Lord. Hey, that's my wisdom. Okay. I don't need to say anything at the end. Should we just end it right now? Yeah. No, we're not. We're not ending it. (laughs) He does. He lives inside of us, and that changes everything. Jesus walked with a group of people. Jesus lives in a group of people. And when you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, the spirit of Jesus comes in and lives inside of you, the fullness of him. But the question is, what's he doing inside of us? And I thought, if I'm going to share this with people, if I'm going to boil this down to three things, what is the Holy Spirit doing inside of you? Someone asked me when I was preparing this, before I prepared this, I don't know how quickly I would be able to say, boom, boom, boom. But I think there's value in being able to say, boom, boom, boom. This is what the Holy Spirit's doing inside of me. First off, he's doing this. He's teaching us. John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's the teacher. Again, that's in John 14. If you want to learn a lot about the Holy Spirit, just spend some time in John 14. The Holy Spirit does so much 
I'm not saying it's limited to, the, to these three things, but these three things are things that can, can help They're you staples. move forward. Staples. Press the easy button. <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit can be your easy button. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Let's go. That was easy. Amen. Uh, but he'll help you. He'll teach you. He'll lead you in the path of righteousness. Now, what are marks of a good teacher? I thought of this. I've had bad teachers. I told the youth students this, that when I was in college a couple of years ago, I was taking business statistics, which is not a favorite class for a lot of people. And it was online, which makes it even harder to learn. There was a teacher that the class, not me, but pretty much had fired. I jumped on the computer about two weeks into the class. And he was like, after hearing from many of you, the school has decided to terminate my role as the professor for this class. I'm sorry for not providing you with a better environment. I was excited and I was nervous because I didn't know what I was going to get with the second professor. The second professor was definitely better. Three marks that I think make a good teacher. First off, they know what they're talking about. We can obviously say the Holy Spirit knows what he's talking about. They're excited and they love what they're teaching. I know that the Holy Spirit is very passionate about the word of God. Yes. And also, they love the person they're teaching. You can be confident that the Holy Spirit, who shed God's love on your heart, loves you. Those are all the traits yeah. to make a good teacher. Well, I think about, go, like, if you talk about your favorite teacher in school, most people will list someone that had a deeper relationship with them other than just what they were teaching. And I know that's true for me. My teacher, my English teacher, Mr. Blair, we had a a great relationship, not just, you know, he taught it in a fun way. He truly cared about me. We'd go into his office at, at lunch, hang out with him, stuff like that. Paul finishes off his writings to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It's the last verse that he writes to the Corinthians. And he says this salutation at the end. He said, may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion, the relationship with the Holy yeah. Spirit be with you all. So that's it. Great yep. input on teacher. I want to ask you this. How do you take notes? Paul commended a church because he said, when I came and I spoke to you, you didn't receive what I said to you as the words of man, but the words of God. Are you taking the notes on a Sunday? Maybe you take notes off this podcast. That's really cool. Yeah. Do you just write down immediately what we said? Or are you writing down what the Holy Spirit's saying to you about what's being said on a Sunday or what's being said through a podcast, through a book. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach you all things. You may hear something so much differently than what we say, but that's what you need. And that can help you. Yeah. I've had people say things that are really hurtful, and then the Holy Spirit said, eh, let me teach you about this. They're not actually saying this. They said that, but they don't mean that. Well, that's you know what, what 1 John 2.27 is all about. They probably had a really rough night with their spouse, and just some of that's coming out right now. Don't take that. Let me help you with that. Let me teach you yep. that. It helps. Go ahead. Share what you're talking about. Oh, no, about. that's 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 first John 2.27 is says you have no need for a teacher, for the Holy Spirit is your teacher. And he's not saying that people can't teach you, but he's talking about the final him being the final authority. So you taking what people are giving you and bringing it by him, and he says, Yes, this is true. Change that. Or no, it's not. Very good. Anyways. What is he doing inside of us? Number one, he's teaching us. Number two, he's transforming us. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, 
peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. We all have personalities, I truly believe, that need to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like your taste buds. You can't base what you like with food when you're a kid on what you are an adult because your taste buds change. I believe there should be a process to our personality where we change. Some people are going to disagree with that. That's not gospel. That's not... That's John's gospel, but not the biblical that's John's, John's gospel. John's gospel. Uh, John's <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition. You don't want that. <laughs> but I can speak from my own experience. I was very shy. And I didn't like being around by people. That has completely transformed. And that was transformed by the Holy Spirit. So listen, God creates introverts. I do not endorse God making shy people. Because the word of God says the righteous are as bold as a lion. You can be an introvert and be as bold as a lion, but you got to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and transform your personality. I'm so thankful. We have a podcast about that called Overcoming Your Personality. And it, that's the same point being reiterated right now. Have we allowed the Holy Spirit to bring about in us what he wants to bring about in us? But sometimes we have a fear that we're going to look like an Amish person or be a Bible thumper, like you said in a couple podcasts prior. But we can be confident because of what Galatians says, that the fruit of the produce of his work in our spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And here's another section, 2 Timothy 1.7. The fruit of the Spirit is power, love, and a sound of mind. Because the Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The Spirit's work, power, love, and a sound mind. If you want to know if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to work in your life, are you exemplifying any of the traits in Galatians 5 or 2 Timothy 1? It's a simple test. Is this improving power, love, and a sound mind in me? Am I more loving? Am I more patient? Am I more kind? Am I more joyful? Yeah. Allow him to transform you. That's what he's doing on the inside. And thirdly, he's taking you on a journey. I said thirdly. That's a weird word. It's not a word. Thirdly. Third. Gal- not Galatians, Romans. 8.14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Or daughters. Come on, ladies, you're not left out of this. Uh, we don't lead our own lives. We need to recognize that. Something is leading us. We are sheep. And we are called to be led. And if God's not leading us, something's leading us. Mm-hmm. I really don't feel like any of us are paving our own path. We're either going to be led by culture or by Christ, led by the Holy Spirit. But we're going to decide. And that's the mark of maturity. I really appreciate that Pastor Mark has taught this. This doesn't mean that if you're not led by the Holy Spirit, you're not born again. It means you're not a mature child of God. That word sons of God means a mature child. The mark of maturity is not necessarily... Fully grown. How much Bible you know. It's how much you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Mm -hmm. So what's leading us? Is it the Holy Spirit or is it culture? Is it the people group around you? That's a big one with you. Their friends are determining their desires, everything that you do, the clothes they wear. Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. That's it. But the Holy Spirit can be your friend. And he can be your future. (laughs) Glory. Glory to God. Fire statements are coming (laughs) out here. But we have to be aware. How are we going to be aware? Here's the homework. 
Here's the action step I have for today. Take the John G. Lake approach. John G. Lake wore white suits. I'm not asking you to wear white suits. That's not the action step. So did Colonel Sanders. (laughs) Glory to God. Both were influential men. Maybe there's something in that. He would get up. He would look in the mirror before he went out and he took upon the leading that the Holy Spirit was leading him in that day. And he would look in the mirror and he'd look at all that he was in the flesh and he'd say, God lives in that man. I think that's important that we do that too. Why? Because what we are not aware of, we cannot access. Mm. Boom. That was a good statement. I'm going to say that again. But we are not aware of, we cannot access. So when we look in the mirror and we become aware that God lives in that man, we are aware of what? That he's teaching us, he's transforming us, and he's taking us on a journey. So daily, until we're daily aware of it, we have the opportunity to remind ourselves, God lives in that man. And if you're a lady, you can say, God lives in that woman. <laughs> that makes a difference. Yeah. Because Spirit what we're not aware of, we can't access. Amen. Spirit of wisdom. And I've been working on reminding there's so many more things that he does. He's the proof that we're saved. He's the, he, he's the power source. But just being inside of us, I can say, you live in me, and you're teaching me today. You're transforming me today, and I know you're taking me somewhere today, Holy yeah, Spirit. That's good. Boom. All right. Amen. That's the Holy Helper series holy I helper. wanted to bring. Part two. Yes. Do, do. <laughs> I Part <already> two. <laughs> Part two. Wisdom of the day. Um... I liked you know, what I reminded you to say because it was in your notes. I thought it was so good that Jesus walked with a group of people, but the Holy Helper lives in a group of people. And not it's not wisdom of the day just because it's a mic drop statement, but what that implies um, and the Holy Spirit being on the each, each and every, wow. Being in each and every one of us. Yes, and what that actually means that it's better if Jesus is in heaven and we and the Holy Spirit's here with us because um, he has the ability to be on every, you know. He's a creative force. I mean, he he's the one who hovered over the waters. You said that. he's He is the creator. I mean, God's the creator, but he enacted it. God commissioned it, and he enacted it. And so just thinking, I think we underestimate and we undervalue the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus said it's better, then I need to tap into that and really start figuring out why he's in there. Right. Which leads into my wisdom of the day, which is what I just said. What we are not aware of, we cannot access. But when we are aware of something, we can access it. So even though he is on the inside of us, desiring to teach us, transform us, and take us on a journey, if we're not aware of it, we can't access it, we can't experience it. So do the homework regularly if you're driving and you look in the rearview mirror and you are a conscious enough driver not to get in an accident when you see your eyeballs in that mirror you can say god lives in that man before you merge into the lane or as you're merging into the lane allow the holy spirit to lead you as you drive but remind yourself on a daily basis god lives in that person until we live with the awareness and we access him because otherwise all we are transmitting to people around us are our natural bents yeah. And that's not going to bring this kingdom to this earth. This is not going to fulfill our purpose on this earth. If all I pass on to Jonathan is John P., John Piccinati, I should be transmitting and sowing seeds of peace led by 
the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Without it, it's just you giving me a few laughs. Yeah. Which is okay. It's just fine. A few laughs followed by a bunch of seeds. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> All right. I'll pray. Yep. Father God, thank you so much for your word and thank you for the presence of the Holy Helper living inside of us, teaching us, transforming us, and taking us on a journey. Help us have a remembrance that you're not far off. You're living in us, the fullness of Jesus. And that changes things, it brings about the best, and it helps us be a greater blessing and help to your kingdom on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Catch us next week on the Sewing and Growing Podcast, which I will remind you, it is actually called the Sewing and Growing Podcast. It's not the J&J Podcast. It's Sewing and Growing with J&J. Just thought I'd remind you. Have a blessed week.